Welcome to Electric Sports Talk, your one-stop show for all things sports. Here at Electric Sports Talk, we focus on sports and only sports. And now, here's your host, Ty Crystal. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Electric Sports Talk. My name is Ty Crystal. We're back with NASCAR Talk. This is week two of our preseason shows. One more week to go, and then we'll have a full you know, driver rundown yes. and car update and everything like that, and then we get into the season. Uh, Chris, you're excited. I am. Good, good. All right, guys. So on today's show, we're going to be talking uh, all about the schedule. We'll probably break it down like month by month. There's been some changes, some additions, you know, various things to talk about. All right, so let's get into the schedule. Um, let's talk this these first three races. I guess what these are like your preseason events, uh, as you would say, because they well, don't they don't officially count towards points, but you can win stuff, right? Okay, okay. The Bush Clash, which is the first race on the schedule, that's something totally independent. This it started out being what was it? Pole winners? Yeah, previous pole winners from the year before. And previous Bush class clash champions winners. or winners clash. Okay, race so what winners. is it now? I think clash. it's the same thing, <laughs> honestly. Oh, but then they. Oh, this ought to be interesting because they picked the poll winners by a points last year. Very interesting. There's like one guy that had most of the polls, but anyway, that's all right. So this, so this one's on Tuesday, February 9th. It's on, on the road course, right? It's on the road course. It's on FS1. Um, and then we have the Clash, which is on Thursday night, February eleventh. Both of those are on FS one. No, no, the duel. Sorry, the duel. What I say, the Clash du- again? Yeah, <laughs> two duels. You got two okay. duels on the eleventh. So let's talk about the duels for a minute. Sure. So the way that they do qualifying at Daytona is different than every other race in the entire year. Explain. Okay. Number one. They have a qualifying session where every car goes out, runs a time, and that's recorded as to their placement in the duels. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. The only two cars that are guaranteed a starting spot in the Daytona 500 are the fastest qualifier and the second fastest qualifier. So one and two are guaranteed a starting position no matter what happens in the duels. And uh, before you move on from that point, how many cars, just for context of why it's important, right, qualifying to be that one or two, how many cars are entered in the Daytona 500 this year? The last I heard, there are 45 cars entered, 40 of which will be allowed to go into the race. Right. So now that's important, right? Right. You because get, you get five cars cut. Right. And that's where this dual thing comes in together. Mm-hmm. Because what they do is they'll split the field of 45, or however many ma- manage to make a qualifying time, Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. They'll split it in half, and that'll be your fill for dual one and dual two. Mm-hmm. Now, beyond number one and two, because the way they set these up, the fastest car races in dual one, I think, and then the second fastest is a pole setter in dual two. Am I right on that, Amos? I th- yeah, I think so. Okay. So then, so those two cars are set, period. Through all this crap, those two are set, period. Then the rest of the field is determined by their finishing place in the duels, but nobody can exceed or push one and two off of the pole and the outside pole. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole purpose of the duels, is to set the rest of the field up to 40 cars. So uh, what's the incentives to 
race in the bush clash, for example, or the duels. Is it money if you win? Uh, we know there's not points, right? It's, they, it's for qualifying, like you just explained. Yeah, but it is, is a there qualifying. Extra incentive on the races. They do pay money for finishing positions in the duels. All right. So Wish you, you want to get the money. <laughs> is there an entry list for the bush class that we're not being able that we can't find? Uh, it would be interesting to see I, who's in it and if they well are doing a setup like they do for the all star race where they'll let people try it, like the winner I, goes in and a fan boat. And, there's got to be something on it, but I have yet to see anything on the bush clash because um, I I don't know anything other than that it's on the road course. Yeah. Which I don't think is normal, right? Like it, they've no. just been usually no, doing it th- on. No, this the, is a whole new deal. Because when mm-hmm. I hadn't paid attention to that much of the schedule, other than to see it was at Daytona, which was normal. Uh-huh. But then when I started looking at it, saw it's on the road course. Went well. Wait a minute. Very this weird. is their practice session for the fourth race of the season, which we'll talk about. Well, in a minute. Okay, so here's that way. Here's the list that I got off of NBC Sports. There's 24 drivers eligible to run. In the 2021 Bush Clash, now you Eric, don't you don't Eric have Cameron, to run Blaney Boyer Bo, uh, Boyer if he chooses to Bowman Busher, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, William Byron, Cole Custer, Matthew Benedetto, Bo- Austin Dillon, Ty Dillon, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Harvick, Johnson, Jones, Kenzik, Kozlowski, Joey Logano, Ryan Newman, Tyler Reddick. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Martin Truex Jr. Okay, so what right. they did there, just based on what you're reading me on that list, is they take the pulse. They've taken the pole setters through the season, uh-huh. and they've only counted it as one if you won multiple poles. Because see, that's what I was getting at, Amos. Yeah, they set so many of the poles last year by points. By points, or I thought, yeah. how are they going to do this? But so it's making it's sense now. So it's still the same way. They're yeah. still so exactly. And I think it's never been more than 24 or 25 cars. Yeah. Like I said, previous year pole winners and previous Bush class clash winters, which is, it's still pretty good. I mean, I don't know how it's going to be on the road course, but it's usually a pretty good race anyway. All right. So you brought up a good point right before we. Turn one off the super speedway, it will be chaos. Oh, on the road course? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever Um, seen the road, the turn one? I don't think so. So they come off the high banking on the main straightaway, uh-huh. and they dive into the road course at Daytona. And so you take 24 cars or 40 when the race happens, <laughs> and they're all trying to get to turn one at the same time. Visualize this in your it's head. It's going to be good. Think about you're it. Saying. All right, but you did bring up an interesting point before we went into that list. Uh, you touched on the fact that it feels like the clash is going to be their qualifying session for the second official race on the schedule which will be on the daytona road i'm thinking those 24 cars that are in the bush clash when they come to the fourth race of the season which is on the road course uh well second race however you want to do it anyway (laughs) however you want to count it i'm counting the duels oh okay well i'm not okay well you don't count the duels i'll count (laughs) anyway (laughs) when they race on the road course at daytona i'm thinking those 24 cars may have a hand up a step up Mm -hmm. on setup over the cars that didn't get a chance to race in that race however having said that i think this is one of the eight races they are going to allow them to practice at the road course Okay. All right. So let's talk the rest of February then. Um, February 14th, 
Daytona 500 on Fox. February 21st, Daytona Road Course on Fox. And then Daytona, on February 8th, we're the Dixie Vodka 400 in Miami Homestead. That one's also on Fox. So the whole month of February, guys, they don't leave uh, Florida. Correct. What are your thoughts on that? I think it cuts down a lot on costs for trucking stuff back and forth. Because in my mind, uh, I, I envision them setting these teams up sort of for the whole month of February in Florida. Yeah, essentially. I mean, Miami is a fair jaunt down the road from Daytona. Yeah. But I can't see them. I think what they're going to do is they're going to shuttle the cars down from Charlotte and that sort of thing. I can't see them driving all the way back to Charlotte and then mm-hmm. driving all the way back down mm-hmm. to Miami, you know, one week later. Although, Well, it, I think they're going to have to because Daytona, the road course, and Homestead, they're all three very distinct races. Well, yeah, but I, they are. So I think, I think they're, they're gonna just going to bring all the cars and have them in Florida. I, I think I can visualize them sending everything to Florida. Because he's, here's the thing. Every team shows up at Daytona with two cars, and then they got about four of them in reserve that are on transporters that are within hours of getting to Daytona. Because now I might be a little fuzzy on this, but I think I remember it being about a seven-hour jaunt from Charlotte down to Daytona. I'm thinking. All right, that's that's probably not far off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amos, you, you don't think that this would be doable or like, why do you push back on the idea that they would still be bringing the cars down from Charlotte? How much does a NASCAR car cost? Number one, Mm -hmm. they're not just going to park it in anybody's garage. I I mean, obviously they may keep them at Daytona's garage, but they're limited on their tools, their resources and their ability to prep their car for the next week's race. Mm -hmm. So my opinion is, I think it's. It's great for NASCAR in general because they will be in the East Coast for three straight races. Yeah. That's, but yes. because they're such different cars, I just see them bringing their Daytona cars, going back to Charlotte, bringing back their Roval cars. Road course. Road, road course, course cars. Yes. And then going back well, and bringing back their one and a half mile. They're just so different mm-hmm. of a track. I mean, you can't have. You're not going to run your Daytona 500 car at any track. But see, here's the thing. I mean, it'll be even your 500 car is going to be a little different than your Talladega car. So these larger teams have multiple transporters. Sure. Well, that's why they would bring multiple. Right. That's why they'd make. But they have transporters that look just exactly like the race team transporter. But all they haul in those car in those transporters is cars. And they can load like six cars in those transporters at a time. And yeah, but the work you got to do, what I'm saying is mm-hmm. the work that you've got to do to prep a car for Daytona is completely different than the road course and completely well, different for the mile and a half. If they do. So why wouldn't you just do that? Because mm-hmm. you're not going to bring your crew from Charlotte to Daytona to prepare the car for Homestead. Everybody's in the race Right in but, Charlotte, so your well, car's going to come from Charlotte to their road course. I think I think what me and him are mostly trying, me and Chris are mostly trying to get at is the fact that they're going to have all this stuff ready to go and just be yeah, state. Oh yeah, in as Florida. far as that like, goes, being in Florida for three races, the drivers, yeah, fans, and 
race teams. Right. I, I can right. guarantee you that all of these teams are prepping all of the cars for the month of February right now. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I mean, why would you not want to be in, like, the same I mean, it's general a, vicinity for three weeks is, in they fly any these, sport? They fly these teams everywhere, and I don't even think it's an hour flight from Daytona Beach to, be. to Charlotte. I, I mean, I, it, yeah. I'd be surprised. 45 minutes, maybe? I don't know. Uh, I'm, right, sure, guys, I'm sure they're loving being in Florida. Uh, quick thoughts on the addition of the road course here. We'll go a little more in detail on why this race is on the schedule, uh, but what are your thoughts about the road course being added to the schedule this year? I'm excited for it. Okay, good. Yeah, I Segment. think it's going to be fun. I mean, it's another road course, so now they have seven instead of six, well, right? Of course. No, I think it – oh, ooh, is it seven now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it oh, was cool. they were not racing at the Daytona Road Course this right. year, right? Right. That wasn't on the original schedule, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's seven, and I, you know, you're racing at Daytona, whether it's the Road Course or the Speedway. Cool. And of course, you like the, it because uh, Chase Elliott's yeah. going to win, right? <laughs> well, I would hope so, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I've I, I've grown to like the road courses that NASCAR runs on. I think it's challenging. It throws. It's a mundane, you know, change from the mundane. So sure. I think it'll be good. I've heard some people that aren't as excited to see some of the uh, additional road courses added. Uh, one of them being your wife that does watch NASCAR with us, but was like, uh, more road courses. Eh. She likes to supersede ways, she says. Well, <laughs> yeah, but she's also watched Formula One. She's grown up with Chris watching open wheel racing mm-hmm. and pretty much. If you follow Formula One, the race is won during qualifying. I mean, there are extenuating circumstances, but if you truly follow Formula One, that's where the race is, is qualifying. That's where the cars are geared, set up. That's your strategy. And then you just let the race unfold. And I think she kind of translates that. Or most, you know, not just... I think she likes the super speedways. A lot of people that transport that stuff. But that's... From Formula One to NASCAR, right. open wheel races, and it's just a little different. If you if you're following motorsports and you're a true fan, you don't care. You understand the strategy. You're mm. excited to see it. Yeah, That's I get it. Opinion. It's just a, it's just a different aspect of the race. Chris, you had another quick thought before we move on through the schedule. Um, oh, I, I was just gonna when you mentioned Chase, Chase Elliott's going to win the road course race. Mm-hmm. He's sitting on the pole for the Daytona 24 hours. Right, I saw that. Which, In an LMP car. So. Yeah. Well, not surprised, not surprised. All right, guys, let's head out west. Uh, we're going to Vegas on March 7th, and then we're headed to Phoenix on March 14th. Uh, both those ones will be on Fox. Now, we're missing a race here on the West Coast, Coast Swing that is usually, usually on the schedule. Um, Amos, do you want to fill people in on why the – race out in california that's usually at the start of the season is no longer here sure so as we know covid's running rampant in america has been for a year now so the state of california is letting local jurisdiction county cities um, determine how they handle live sports and for the county or local jurisdiction that the fontana Auto Club Speedway is in, has deemed no life sports at all. So, you know, every county's running stuff differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if you followed NFL at all, which we very followed up very little this year, but the 49ers, they had to move their whole organization to Phoenix, Arizona because they couldn't even practice, have games, like do nothing in Santa Clara County. Are they County, playing their so, home games in Phoenix? Yeah, everything. Yeah, they I'm spent serious. six weeks wow. 
in Arizona. They right. they because Santa Clara just shut everything down. Wow. Like no live sports, no practice, no nothing. Wow. So the county that the California Speedway is in is obviously the same way. They just right. said, look, you can't do a live sport. So instead of having an open weekend, NASCAR just pulled it back to Daytona, put it on the road course, and cool. kind of tweaked the first few races to make it happen. So All right, love it. Uh, Chris, your thoughts on the two West Coast swing races this year? Anything that jumped out at you that you want to mention specifically? No, not really. I mean, Las Vegas, were, that's a known commodity. So they've changed the track at Las Vegas, I think, what, three times now, Amos? Banking and that well, sort of thing. yeah, they have, but it's been reconfigured this configuration for four or five years. Yeah, now, I was so. going to say, I think this configuration is about five years old. Mm-hmm. So it's a known commodity. I look for it to be the same kind of thing—a really fast mile and a half track. Um, so I don't see anything there. Phoenix, I think, is undergoing a revamp. Didn't they start on a revamp at Phoenix right after the last race last year? I think they were repaving or something. Yeah, they, resurfacing I mean, they the did track service. Yeah, they they, feel, yeah. they changed the dog leg a little bit, but I think they might be. So so Phoenix might be a little bit of an unknown, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to be that major of an unknown. Cool. So, no, I mean, i I tell you the one that jumps out at me is this uh, Atlanta Speedway. Right. In March. So that's where we're going next. I know. Uh, so we're in Atlanta on March 21st. That race is on Fox. Folds of Honor, Quick Trip, 500. Um, why, does that, why does that race jump out at you, Chris? Well, Atlanta used to be the second race of the season after Daytona. This, so like I said, this was in the past. Okay. And I remember, I remember a lot of times Atlanta Motor Speedway was covered in rain and snow on that week right after the Daytona 500. So I'm surprised. I mean, I guess the weather in Atlanta might be a little more predictable mid-March mm-hmm. than what it is end of February. But I'm kind of surprised that they're going, they're taking a, a shot at Atlanta that early in the year. Because cool. I guess it can be a little iffy. So they did move that race up a couple couple months or what? Well, Atlanta. Well, it's usually towards the first part of the year, but it's kind of bounced back and forth as yeah, well, cars. Yeah, it, well, it's like, well, mm-hmm. okay. we don't want it to interfere with the Braves baseball season. And then it was, what? well, so, okay, so we'll move it to the fall. Well, we don't want it to interfere with the deer hunt in Alabama, mm. or, I mean, in, in Georgia. Okay. So then we'll move it to the free. Anyway, it's been all over the schedule mm. because, I mean, the bottom line is I think the fans in Atlanta are a little bit flaky. Mm. So All right, guys. So uh, just another quick reminder. If you guys are unfamiliar with any of these tracks, there will be new ones. There, there's additions, like we keep saying, some changes in the schedule. If you guys don't understand any of these tracks or you know, you're new and you're listening to us, whatever, um, as the season goes on and before each race, we'll dig into the track layout, right? right. Chris Chris will give us a whole rundown on how oh, stuff has changed over the last 50 years at this track and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, yeah, that'd so, be about right. Right. So we'll, we'll explain these tracks a little more yeah, in depth funny. as the season goes on if you guys aren't familiar with them. So just keep that in I mind. I had to think about that for a minute, but yeah, that's that's cool. Probably closer to maybe 60 years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll take it. Okay. Uh, we're going up to Bristol next. Now, this has been a dirt track. So this one's on March 28th. They've converted it into a dirt track. It's in the process of being converted right now. If you guys are interested, I'd definitely go recommend watching videos on it. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. This race will also be on Fox, the last one on Fox before we start bouncing in between some other, uh, between Fox and FS1. 
uh, what do you guys think about the dirt race? I mean, I kind of want to spend a little more time on this. Um, we're coming up on a break, but I mean, the dirt race is going to be interesting this year, right? It's new. It's uh, different. Yeah, interesting is a good way to describe it. <laughs> Could turn into... Okay, I don't want to make any prejudgments, but I just look at the banking mm-hmm. on Bristol Motor Speedway, and now they, they have changed it to progressive bank, banking from what it was. And actually, the groove on the track when they run on the pavement has actually moved up quite a bit from what it used to be. It used to be you were a bottom feeder. I mean, you hung right on the bottom of that track, and you went lap after lap after lap, bumper to bumper, and the only way that Dale Earnhardt ever won there was to spin somebody out in front of him. Wreckers I didn't. I didn't say junior. I said Dylan Earnhardt. <laughs> okay. At any rate, um, I'm actually kind of excited for this race. I, I'm a little bit skeptical, but I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amos, what what do you think? Will this be something that NASCAR fans haven't necessarily seen? If you're not like super into the you know grassroots racing with the dirt courses there and everything, uh, this is going to be a totally different look for NASCAR fans, right? Well, I. I can't go as far back in memory as Chris can, so, um, <laughs> and I'm not a huge dirt track fan. I guess it's I don't dig enough to find or watch, which I I'm sure I would probably like it. I'm not saying I wouldn't like it. I just haven't watched much of it. So for me, I mean, I haven't seen it in the 20 plus years I've watched NASCAR. So it's gonna be interesting. I I just am not sure how that. If you've never raced on dirt, I don't know how you're going to handle it. It's going to be interesting. I mean, it's going to be. And then they wreck at Bristol on a regular basis anyway because these are – I just don't – I'm – It's going to be pretty – It's probably going to be 10 laps, and every car is going to be wrecked out. That's all I can figure. Maybe. Because they haven't announced, like, the time or the number of laps for the race. So (laughs) they're probably like, well – here, this is a flop. We don't want to be into it for 500 laps, so okay. let's figure this out. So a normal Bristol Motor Speedway is 500 laps. Uh-huh. Okay. I can't see this dirt race going 500 laps. Half of that? Yeah, probably. Or I think that three quarters of that? Half of it would probably be pushing it. Right. 250 laps on a dirt track. Mm-hmm. Your car's pretty much used up. <laughs> Very interesting. Oh, so they it, they run a dirt track in Bristol for the World of Outlaws? Yeah, yeah, but it's not on the high bank oval. Oh, it's right. on it's, the it's off to a separate track. So right? Bristol Speedway Complex uh-huh. has a drag race or has a drag strip. It has the super speedway or half mile oval, whatever it is. What is a half mile oval? Yeah, half mile. yeah, half mile oval. And then they have a what they call a bowl ring, which is a an actual dedicated. No. Oh third of a mile or something so like that. So it's got it's got some aspects like Vegas then where they got some yeah. tracks yeah, on yeah, the yeah, outside. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. That makes sense. Well, in I, fact, I've only ever been to Vegas, so. I think Vegas was actually modeled after Bristol because mm-hmm. it's owned by the same parent company. Okay. All right, guys. So we're coming up on a break. Let's talk about April, though, before we go to break. Um, then we'll run through the rest of the schedule on the back half of the show. So we go to Martinsville on April 10th. This one's on FS1. We go over to Richmond. That one's on Fox. This is on April 18th. And then on April 25th on Fox, we're at Talladega. Um, now, that's your that's your that's all your April races. So, you know, you're missing one because there's four weekends normally, right? Well, it looks like they're taking a break between... They normally the, take Easter weekend off. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they're taking they're that break right there. Yeah. So we're going to have three races to look forward to here. Uh, is there anything you guys want to say about these three races? Uh, obviously, Talladega is a fan favorite for a lot of people. The Geico 500 should be really entertaining. Um, but where do you guys want to go? 
I, I'm glad they got a week off between the Bristol Dirt Race and Martin, <laughs> Martinsville Speedway. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of hurt feelings. upset and hurt feelings <laughs> after the Bristol Dirt Race. <laughs> so they're going to need some time to. And I mean, in Martinsville is a great place to exact a little bit of revenge. So yeah, push yeah, someone be, right into yeah. that wall off that tight turn. <laughs> yeah, ask good. Joey Logano about that, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good break in between, so we can get some. So people Easter to calm weekend down. is April fourth. So it is. It's yeah. it's cool. the weekend right after Bristol. So yeah, two short tracks in a row, and then a super speedway. I I don't see any real prep logistical problems preparation wise because you're not. I think Martinsville and Richmond they might use the same setup type of car. In other words, big brakes, lots of bending, you know, that sort of thing. But then the Speedway car, they go back to Speedway car, and it's a whole different animal. Right, right. So um, so at some point in time, I think before the season starts, we might want to delve into the differences in the cars this year mm-hmm. from previous years. Okay. So I'd love to. Let's put that in a note. For somewhere. our first uh, preseason race, we'll go into that. How about that? Go write that in the notes right now, Chris. Okay. All right. You want me to write that in the notes? Yeah, we're, we'll take a break. You write in the notes so we don't forget. Okay. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk the rest of the schedule. Obviously, we still got a long ways to go because we run all the way till November when we hit the championship races. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back. Break. All right, welcome back to Electric Sports Talk. Glad to have you guys along. We've been talking NASCAR. Uh, we talked a little bit about the first, well, not half of the schedule, but you know the first couple months of the schedule. Um, that was that was good. So we're going to get into more of the schedule now. Uh, but just a reminder, guys, go find us on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Love to have you guys. I have been keeping my word, trying to be better at it. So, you know, so far I've been successful, I guess. Um, <laughs> and go ahead and email us as we are getting into this NASCAR season. There's stuff that you know we want you guys to tell us you want to hear about. Stuff uh, we're probably not talking about that you might want us to and we'd love to hear hear about it so email us electric sports talk at gmail.com is the email get in touch with us we'd love to hear from you guys um and i did mention last week that we're gonna have a new intro on the show it didn't happen but you know it will be happening this thursday COVID very exciting kicked our butts yes. again yes covid got us there um but next week expect a new intro it should be fun it should be fun uh we'll be recording that to see Thursday, right? Chris, is that... That's my understanding, yeah. That's when the guy's coming. hold me to it. (laughs) All right, all right. I can't set his schedule. Okay, guys, so let's get into May now. Um, May 2nd, we're in Kansas. It's on FS1. Uh, That's obviously an interesting track. Then we, you know, we go into the middle of the country, out to Darlington, which is in South Carolina. That won't be hard uh, for teams to get to. Darlington won... One of the oldest tracks in NASCAR, if not the oldest, I mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. I think it was the first what they consider a super speedway, mile and a half. Uh, like back in the day? Yeah. All right, so that one is on May 9th on FS1. And it was built before I started watching NASCAR. Just <laughs> <laughs> Then we hit May 16th. We're in Dover. And that's a monster mile, right? Am I, yeah. Am I monster, right about that Monster one? mile. Right. So that, that'll be fun. We're up in Delaware for that. And and that has been likened to a roller coaster. Well, it kind of is, the way you watch those cars go around on it. Yeah. That one's on FS1, May 23rd. 
Uh, a new race that we're introducing. We're going to Austin, Texas. Not we're introducing. What are we? Yeah. <laughs> pr- you know what? Maybe we should sponsor this race now that I said that. Um, this will be the... the. I don't know if I got that kind of money. <laughs> the but. race at the Circuit of Americas. It's My understanding is it's a F1 specific track, but we'll talk about that a little bit. And then to round out the month of May on May 30th, the Coca-Cola 600. Um, a fan favorite, once again, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Longest that one race, is on Fox. The longest race of the season. It'll be very fun. Um, so where do you guys want to start in May? Is there anything that's jumping out to you? Obviously, of course, the brand-new track and Charlotte are right here. Um, but, Amos, what do you see in May that intrigues you? I I mean, obviously, Circuit of the Americas. I think that's going to be a very interesting track. I, I'm with you thinking it was – originally designed as a formula one racetrack so it'll be interesting to see how a heavier nascar gets around the track should be great um i've always liked the coca-cola 600 mostly runs on memorial day weekend like chris says starts in the day ends at night it's the longest race um it just kind of is the start of your summer so it's always a fun one to look forward to Mm mm-hmm so I agree. It, it is. It's kind of like once that race hits, at yeah. least for where we live, it's like summer's here or yeah, school is out go, or whatever, yeah. right? Like when I was in high school, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a well, good race. So Circuit of Americas, it, it was absolutely designed as a Formula One course. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't remember the time frame on this, but I know that Tony Stewart uh, went down there with a couple of Stuart Haas race cars and Haas... Automation actually has a Formula One team. So Stuart Haas actually has a Formula One team. So they were down there with with the whole show, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And Tony Stewart said it can absolutely be done on this course. He he practiced many laps in a NASCAR stock car on this course, and he said it can absolutely be done and it can absolutely be a good race. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm willing to take Smoke's word for it. I mean, the guy can drive anything, has driven anything. You know, he can do it. So, Uh, What do you guys make of the, like, differing of the racetracks throughout the month of May? I mean, we're at Kansas. Is is that a super speedway or is that that's just considered? Well, yeah, it's a mile and a half. Right. So you you got a bigger track in Kansas. Right. Then you're going to Darlington. Again, a mile and a half. Then we're going to Dover. A completely different configuration. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to Dover, which is, like you've said, it's a a roller coaster. It's small. It's a mile, obviously. It's one mile, yeah. We're hitting a road course, and then we're going out to Charlotte. Like, very different types of racing in the month of May. So on Dover, just to, you know, so the fans understand what I say, it's it's like a roller coaster. You literally, on the front straightaway, you're basically going downhill, Mm-hmm. into turn one, uh, you go through one and two, and then it's an uphill grade up to three and four. So the car, the setup on the cars, it's, it's. I mean, you look at it and you think, well, it's a mile. Oh, well, how, could, how hard it could be? Well, man, the setup on these cars is unbelievable. And on top of that, Dover is what they call a self-cleaning track. So everything that happens on that track is eventually going to end up in the center or in the, you know, down on the bottom of the track race course so you want to stay away from the bottom is what you're saying uh, pretty much yeah or you're going to be you're mm-hmm. going to be the first one on the scene of the wreck that happened just in front of you now dover also has that walkway over the back stretch am i wrong no you're not wrong you are correct yeah so it like that's pretty cool too it, it's just a very interesting track in a lot of ways but the big monster out there holding a nascar yeah right 
big rock monster. That's pretty cool. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add here about May, Chris? Or uh, sorry, Amos. No, I know. I think. I mean, like I said earlier, the the new track Circuit of the Americas. That's going to be a good one. Um, you're kind of starting to get into the summer run of racetracks here, so I think from this point on, there's pretty much a race every weekend for the next. 20 races or so next 20 weekends so i think so it's you're the kinda, start of the grind yeah you're starting to grind you're hitting mm-hmm. the heat of the summer you start getting into some different well it seems like the first yeah. part of the track like in in april and march there were very similar tracks a lot of half mile tracks three-quarter track at richmond so now we're starting to branch out and see a different this is going to kind of distinguish your comers and goers so to speak who yeah are, this is kind of like when the standings start to take yeah re- take real shape yeah, i feel like you got i mean even though kansas a mile and a half it's like most it's like charlotte most of the year mile and a half are similar darlington dover they're different so you're kind of starting to get into the meat of the season and uh this is kind of where your tried and true nascar fans stick through the nascar season and and mm-hmm. really get a, a belly full of nascar for the well, next 20 well weekends. it'll and, be such an assortment of racetracks that it's going to be very interesting like the inclusion of the circuits of america in my opinion it's going to make uh race fans i think a little more excited but you, maybe, you have a stretch maybe. of 11 races here mm-hmm. and it's literally every weekend but the thing is you don't get a mulligan in these 11 races you have got to have you got tough tracks, man. Yeah, and you got to have a good performance in these 11 because if you come out of the month of June, you know, it's really hard to get yourself back into the top 16. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you if you slip out of the top 16 by the end of the month of June, it's almost impossible to claw your way back into that uh, sweet 16, shall we say. All right, well, speaking of June, let's talk about that. So... Uh, we, we'll start June at Sonoma. That's on June 6th. It's, an FS, it's on FS1. First rate at race out in California. Uh, it's obviously going to be interesting to see the Sonoma race in the middle of June or at the start of June. It might be a little warm there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they normally run uh, the the Sonoma race it's in June. Time. Yeah. It's, about it's that usually time towards the yeah. tail mm-hmm. end of June. I but like obviously, little, they've done I feel a like little. it's usually earlier. I don't know why. All right, and then uh, June 13th, we go to Texas Motor Speedway for the All-Star Weekend. Uh, we'll talk more about that here in a second. Uh, that'll, that coverage will all be on FS1. Go on to June 20th. Now we switch over. We're on NBC. Um, this is when NBC starts to take over the coverage away from Fox. and Add a new track. Yeah, and NBC gets to start at a brand-new track, just like uh, Chris said. We're in Nashville. It's a brand-new super speedway. Uh, Pictures of it look really entertaining. We'll talk a little more about, about that. Uh, and then we go to something that they did last year that we're bringing back <laughs> for this season, uh, June 26th and 27th, so Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back. We got Pocono 1 and 2, both of those races being on NBC Sports Network. Um, so let's just go back to the front. Uh, was there anything you guys wanted to say about Sonoma um, that we didn't already just say there for a little bit? Um, and then you know we'll talk about the All-Star Race. Well, there's been a lot of a lot of people. As I said, they have the eleven race stretch, or, or or this is kind of where you start to kind of break people out of the standings. Is is the Sonoma race? Mm-hmm. This is kind of the 
what am, what am I trying to say, Miss? This is, this where, is where the cream raises to the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? If, if you can come out of Sonoma having a good race, it can set you up for the rest of your season. Mm-hmm. All right, Amos, as we look at the schedule for the All-Star Weekend, uh, you know, if you guys are looking at the schedule, it, it has the NASCAR All-Star Open and the NASCAR All-Star Race. Now, explain to people that might not be super familiar with why there's an Open and then a race. Like, what's the difference? Okay, so normally NASCAR... Has it's an annual race. Usually, it coincides with the uh, Coca-Cola 600. It's usually the weekend before, but they've kind of started a new thing last year where they're going to start hitting different race tracks, kind of breaking it up, trying to get NASCAR's brand out there. So the difference between the two races, the NASCAR All-Star Open, is for everyone who has not won a race up to June 13th of this year and/or a race in the previous year, and then. The all-star race is obviously everyone who's won a race up to June 13th and or last year and or previous winners of the NASCAR all-star race. Mm -hmm. So the all-star open, usually what happens is the winner of the open moves on to the all-star race, and then they have what they call a fan vote. So one person who raced in the open, one team, is voted on by fans to move on into their all-star race. And all this weekend is is strictly about the coin. The winner of the NASCAR All-Star Race gets a million bucks. It's a lot of money. <laughs> million. One million. Dollar. And nobody else gets any money. There's no points. There's no money. Right. Just a, just a million bucks to the winner. Last year, they raced in Bristol. Chase Elliott walked away with a cool meal. This year, Texas <laughs> Motor Speedway is going to be kind of interesting. I mean, I like I said, Texas, Charlotte's probably similar tracks. Um Great testing opportunity for future race in Texas, but it's just kind of a you know a who's who weekend in NASCAR mm-hmm. and uh, well, kind of chillax. But I hope, I man, hope. for a million bucks, mm-hmm. what would you do to your fellow competitor for a million dollars? I'd be running people off the road. <laughs> yeah, I, I in years past, I have seen Dale Earnhardt went through the grass at Charlotte Motor Speedway to win that million dollars. You know? Yeah, you got to do it, man. Why not? I'd run my grandma over to win a million bucks. And, and Get out of the way. I, I know they've cracked down on this, but Jeff Gordon and um, Ray Evernham brought T-Rex to the All-Star race one year. And this was a NASCAR race car that they had taken every gray area of the rule book, and they had <laughs> massaged this car, and it literally – I mean, it <laughs> – Going straight down the track, it looked like it was turning left. That's how massaged (laughs) this car was. And they just politely asked him, don't ever bring that back to a track. But so, yes, the all-star race is wild and wooly and, yeah. Very fun. Very fun week. It's It's Um, a good I mean, mm. it's not indicative of the season. So if if you're watching the NASCAR Open and all-star race, don't think that's how every race weekend is. There are (laughs) some tracks where it could be that way. But this is strictly for money. Bush no Brothers bar, so crashed each other on the last watch. lap one year trying to win the million dollars. Daryl Waltrip told Dylan Hart, I hope you choke on that million dollars after he passed <laughs> him in the grass <laughs> in the all-star race. I mean, this this is wild. All right. So yeah, lots of fun to be had. I hope by you know, by June. Uh I really hope that we can have fans and it'll be like a cool experience for the all-star season because you see like all-star seasons and all pro stuff and other sports and it's, it's really fun and entertaining so 
Um, NASCAR can do something like that. All right, so we go to Nashville after the All-Star Weekend. Uh, a brand-new racetrack. Chris, is there anything you want to add about this Nashville track, what some people can expect from the brand-new track? I have to plead somewhat of a bit of ignorance about the Nashville Speedway. I think it's a – is it a one-mile or a half-mile? Three-quarter. Uh, we'll look. It's a 1.333333. So it's over a mile. Yeah. But it's not a mile and a half. It's probably um, a mile it's, and a it's half. It's a super so speedway. It's, it's concrete. It has banking of 14 degrees, and its straights are nine. So 14 degrees. And degree, then the back is That's a pretty flat six. track. Mm. Really? Yeah. I mean, 14 degrees is very little banking when you're looking at NASCARs. So uh, with this description, what type of a track on the circuit right now jumps to your mind as a comparison? New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Okay. New Hampshire, probably Richmond. Mm, I think Richmond's, well, Richmond's, Richmond's a little longer. Sm- is it, it's longer? No, Richmond's a three-quarter track. Oh, no, you might track, be right. Actually, I think you're right. Nas- Richmond's a three-quarter mile track. I was, I was thinking Martinsville. More, yeah, I think you're it's right. It's more flat. Yeah, I think or, you're Yeah, the banking's Yeah, low. I think mm-hmm. makes uh, sense. I think either New Hampshire or Richmond would be a good comparison. All right, so this, this is going to be obviously new to everyone, um, but if you guys went and looked at the pictures of this track, it, it looks beautiful, honestly. Uh, it looks like they put a lot of time and effort into it. And, you know, it's pretty interesting because it's a brand-new destination. Uh, Tennessee, Nashville, I mean, that's a booming area right now in Nashville for entertainment, obviously, country capital of the world and everything like that. But Nashville's growing at a huge rate right now and has a lot of interest around it. So with Nashville, they've been racing the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series in Nashville since 2001. So it's not, I mean, it's not like brand-new gleaming track, but it's a new date for the uh, NASCAR Cup Series to see well, it. It's very cool. However, uh, Amos, I think that this is a different track than where they have been racing the trucks. It isn't? Mm. Oh, okay. Because I was under the impression this was a bigger track than where they'd been racing the trucks. No, it, no it's saying here they've raced in F- Xfinity since 2001. Oh, yeah. Well, it looks like they may have had a break, but they've raced truck and... Xfinity cars at Nashville. Oh, okay. Well, it'll be cool. It's, yeah, it's, it's gonna new be, for the Cup way, Series, right? Great, I'm, yeah, I'm reading the bio venue. on it now, so I see what's going on. All right, yeah, guys, okay. so let's let's talk about this uh, oh, shoot. weekend at Pocono, I guess you could say. I mean, that kind of sounds fun, right? Weekend at the Poconos. <laughs> um, anyways. Well, weekend in the Poconos is probably nice. Sure. At the racetrack, yeah. Anyways, uh, you guys get what we're getting after here. What do you guys think about this? It's returning from last season. I, Chris, I've talked to you a little bit about this. I know you weren't big on the idea uh, when we were talking uh, a couple days ago about this. Um, but what are your thoughts now as you know, you've had a couple days to think about it? They've shortened this race uh, from what they used to be. They used to be 500-mile races, and I'm telling you, those two races that they had at Pocono were the yeah they were snooze fests. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not kidding, guys. I couldn't stay awake through those races for love nor money. And but the interesting thing about Pocono is, is the way it was built. It it actually has, okay, three turns was what they say. So it's a tri oval, mm. not a true oval. Right. And and then the corners are designed to emulate Indianapolis. The Wisconsin Fairgrounds, which used to be a big, popular track back in the day in IndyCar. I'm holding my right arm up, swearing to the gods that, yes, I am being accurate. And then I can't remember what the other one is, Amos. Can you remember? 
I can't either. Anyway, we could look it up. None of the three turns are, are extremely high banking, mm-hmm. and um, this this was the brainchild of Doctor Mattioli um, from way back when, uh-huh. and that's why it has the three distinct. Oh, the three distinct turns, and the other thing about Pocono International Raceway is it has a grandstand on it that emulates uh, uh, Kentucky, the Kentucky Derby track. What is that? Anyway. Churchill Downs. Yeah, Churchill Downs. Is that is it? <laughs> oh, Churchill Downs? Oh, so, so it's a distinct track. It's it's just, it's it's weird. I mean. So it's been influenced from a lot of things is what you Yeah, saying. and, and okay. this is one of the few tracks in NASCAR where they actually, on an oval, downshift to get through turns where they actually, the tunnel turn, I think that's what they call it. But they actually downshift to go through that turn. Right, and isn't there's like a bump on that or something. That's yeah, it's the tunnel. Anyways, uh, yeah. Amos. So, well, I'm just looking up. So there's one t- turn is off of the Trenton Speedway. Trenton, New Jersey, yeah. Yep. Yep. And then the tunnel turn is based off of a Indianapolis Motor Speedway turn. Right. And then, yes, Chris was right, turn three is based off of the... The name of the track is the Milwaukee Mile. Correct. Mm, cool. There yeah. you go. Cool. There you go. There's your history lesson for the day on Pocono. Um, Amos, did you have any thoughts about a back-to-back Pocono race, though? I think uh, it's great for NASCAR to have Pocono back-to-back. I mean, I don't want to see the race. Na- I don't want to see it go away from Pocono <laughs> because it, it does get into an area of the country where there's you know limited fans and I I've never been, but they say the Pocono area is beautiful. So I don't really want to see the race go away. I'm very happy that they're doing it back-to-back. They've shortened each race. Um, like Chris said, each race is important, so the teams have to take it serious. As far as a fan, great weekend to have a vacation with the family. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Pocono. I don't mind watching it, well, but it's a good afternoon nap, n- but it's you know. not one that you got to <laughs> – you don't have to dial this one in, but it's nonetheless, it's important for the NASCAR teams. Well, okay? and if you ever went to the Pocono Raceway, I mean, it's like they've got camping grounds that are amazing up there. Mm. You know, so this is really a very fan-friendly track. Right, I agree. Um, Chris, last question about Pocono. Does does having these back-to-back races on one weekend, is that something that we can expect to see moving forward, do you think? I think it's a, a fantastic marketing opportunity for Pocono because they had a real hard time selling out both races. They used to be split by, what, two or three weeks? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, I think so. And they had a hard time selling out both races. I I envision people going to this and saying, yeah, sign me up for the weekend. You yeah, know? that'd be cool. That'd be cool. It's, it's a good camping trip. Pocono's in June. Ideal camping trip. You know, bring the family, the whole bit. I, I'm kind of enthusiastic for this one, to be right mm-hmm. honest with you. All right, guys. Uh, let's get into July. Uh, so some Ooh. some changes in July. July. Some people not happy about them, as we we might get into here in a minute. Uh, but July fourth, the fourth of July. No day like the fourth of July to have Ooh, have a good race, right? This is America. Um, <laughs> this one will be on the on what they call Road America. It's in Wisconsin. Brand new edition. It's a road course. That one's on NBC. July eleventh, we go back to Atlanta for the Quaker State four hundred. Um, and that one's on NBC Sports Network, so we're back in Atlanta. And then um, on July 18th, we're going up to New Hampshire for the Foxwoods Resort Casino 301. That one's on NBC Sports Network. And then we're going to take a break. 
which I guess what you can call this like the the summer break for NASCAR. Summer break. Yep. Um, so let's talk about this Fourth of July thing though. It's it's a obviously like I just said a new course. So <laughs> normally on the Fourth of July, grab the firecracker. Right, Amos? Firecracker 400. Okay. The Daytona International Speed. Right. So things have been changed a little bit for the 4th of July race. Uh, number one, Chris, what do you think about the change? And then number two, to you, Amos, do you think it'll be a good change? Um, I actually think this... Okay, I'm not supposed to address the good change part. Right. What do you think about the change? Well, I don't think there's going to be any downside to having this at Road America. Um, here again is another road course... Very challenging road course. The only thing about this Road America course, I'm not sure if they're going to use the entire course, kind of like they do at Watkins Glen. They use a shortened section of Watkins Glen. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I haven't read enough about Road America to know what they're doing. But if they use the full track on this, this is going to be a hoot to watch. Okay. <laughs> um, now, mistake me if I'm wrong, Chris. They have been racing the Xfinity. Yes. and Have they been racing trucks there? I think they wow. raced the trucks there one year, mm -hmm. and, and I don't. I think I don't think they've been back since. So NASCAR is familiar with the track; it's just not at the Cup Series level, right? Okay, cool. Uh, Amos, do you think the change is good? Do you think it's bad? I mean, I know you weren't like you were kind of disappointed when we said that the when we saw that the Fourth of July race was no longer in Daytona. Well, yeah, I mean, there again. Memorial Day weekend, you have the Coke 600. The 4th of July, you have the Firecracker 400 The in Daytona. So it's just kind of a little bit of a change that we'll have to get used to. Um, if you look further down the schedule, which I know we'll get to it, it looks like they moved Daytona to the last race before they start the playoff rounds. So I think they kind of figure their reasoning, if I understand, is we're going to start the regular season off in Daytona. We're going to end the regular season in Daytona. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't think it's – I mean, I'm not necessarily, like, disappointed I'm not going to watch NASCAR watch the race. <laughs> but for those of us that have watched it for extended Years. periods of time, <laughs> I wasn't. I was going to give Chris a hard time, but I changed my mind. No, it's, um, it's fine. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's different to see – them not in Daytona on the 4th of July. Yes. But I agree with Chris. I think this race in the Road America is going to be interesting. And if they do race the full four miles at that racetrack, man, it's going to throw some big-time strategy into that race. Be cool. Well, be very I, interesting. I noticed the, the laps and miles are yet to be announced, which leads me to think that maybe they're going to use the full course. And, but, you know, four miles. I mean, it don't take long to get around that when you're going 130 well, miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, sure, it, but that there's know. still going to be a fair amount of strategy for fuel mileage oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're so, going to have to race this race backwards. Yeah. Well, so, okay, it doesn't, it doesn't say, like like you just said, it doesn't say the, the laps and everything. But when you look at the information on the track that NASCAR has provided to us, it says it's a four-mile track. So that would imply to me that they're going to use the yeah. full yeah, I four think, miles. Yeah, I think they're going to use the four full miles. Would mile. be very yeah. cool. Um, it says there's 171 feet of elevation change throughout one lap. So, right. I mean, you're getting a real difference in, you know, that's gonna changes and cool. everything. It'll be, yeah. it'll be very interesting. There's, and I don't remember what turn it is, but they come down a, a relatively long straightaway into literally a 90 degree left hand or right hand turn. And, oh, I see it. Yeah. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, I can see those NASCAR stock cars cause that's the big passing zone. 
I can see them hammering down there 160, 170 miles an hour oh. trying to get woed up to go into that turn. That would be crazy. Yeah. Just All right. go straight. Is there anything <laughs> yeah. you guys want to say about Atlanta and New Hampshire before they enter this two-week break, it looks like? I'm not looking forward to Georgia in July. No, that's <laughs> just what I was going to say. I mean, like Chris said previously, Atlanta's usually been in the spring and the fall. So why they decided to put a race in Hot Atlanta in the middle of July? Hot Atlanta. I am just I it so this track is a is a by nature aggressive track. It's hard on tires. And one of the um, reasons Did you also say that this track used to be the fastest track on the circuit? Yeah. Yeah, it, it used to, yeah. yeah, it used to be. And I, think it's yeah. still, I mean, it still is fast. They're still. I think it's still right up there. They're, it's probably mm. in the top three. Yeah, they don't. You in, at Atlanta, you do not. They have very limited brake. You are in the throttle the whole time, and it, so you're averaging 190 miles an well, hour. But what I'm getting the, at is like this is gonna be a kind of a taxing race on you physically. right? Physically, yeah. I think it's gonna be taxing on the crew chief. One of the reasons that they they usually run the indianapolis motor speedway in august at mm-hmm. the brickyard for nascar and over the past several years they the heat has been hard on nascar's tires and so they're obviously as we get into the schedule we'll see that they're going to the road course in indy but i feel like atlanta is going to take the place of the brickyard for tires yeah i'm very like as far as there is up tires? yeah there's mm-hmm. no data on racing in Atlanta in the middle of July because it's either in October well, or it's in the first of March. I mean, it so would this ki- is a huge curveball. It will kill of the tires season. when they race yeah. there it's normally. A, Atlanta's a paved track too, so like, you imagine how that thing's gonna be boiling. Like that's yeah. Oh, yeah. crazy. Plus you're, those you're guys, you're gonna see in car temperatures over 140 yeah. degrees. Yeah, those guys I, are gonna be roasting. In oh there. yeah, like you're gonna yeah. need fluids. You're gonna see them with the ice packs. Uh, like every Air time they come into you're pit, you're gonna see yeah, them right. pour oh, them out of the cars at the end of the race. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm. I this this track. I know that there's gonna be people that's gonna say, oh, these road courses are gonna throw a ranch in the seating for the playoffs. Um, you've got. Daytona is always because it's the super speedway restrictor plate, the big wreck. But this is my wild card for getting into the race because this one right here, this is just going to – Nobody's prepared for it. Right. Yeah. And I didn't well, realize they were racing in Atlanta July and, 11th. And so. it's, it's right after 4th of July weekend, which yep. it will be big. You're just coming off a road course track. And then it's two weeks before you know that you're going to have a nice break, right? Yep. So right. very interesting. Uh, anything to add about New Hampshire? I mean, I find it interesting that it's the 301. They only they run 301 laps. Like You just well, don't it's see that thr- very often. Well, but it's been the 301 for quite a few years. It's, 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 a, it's, it's unique, though. Right? Yeah, right. It is. Yeah, I mean, it's a one-mile track, so... But if you had to sit through 500 laps at New Hampshire, you would. <laughs> oh yeah, you'd go. You'd to sleep start the first ten, come back in the last ten. I like New Hampshire personally. It's a very technical track. There's different ways to get around it. If you have a car that is running well, you're going to dominate in New Hampshire. That's the downside, I guess. I mean, you yeah. could feasibly lead all 300 laps in New Hampshire, but which it um, has happened before. Yeah, I think it's going to be probably a welcome break by the time they're done with Road America and Atlanta Motor Speedway. I agree. All right, so we're in the two-week break. We come back into August, and we're going bowling at the Glen, Watkins Glen. That one's August 8th, NBC Sports Network. Uh, then August 15th, we're on the Indianapolis Road Course. 
Florida Georgia Line will be performing. It'll be on NBC. Uh, it'll be a big to-do. I think that race is going to be very interesting. Uh, it's a different race too, right? Like the road course is not what we've seen. Continuing in August, we have on August 22nd, the Firekeepers Casino 400 in Michigan. Uh, this one's going to be interesting. In my opinion, it's going to be on NBC Sports Network. And then to round out August and right before the playoffs start, uh, a big race, a one that is obviously a fan favorite always because of where it's at. Uh, it's the Coke Zero Sugar 400. This one's um, on NBC, and it's at Daytona International Speedway. Um, so let's dive into August, guys. Uh, you know, we come back from the two-week break, and we start at Watkins Glen. Uh, what are your thoughts on on that? And then what are your thoughts that we then go to Indianapolis to another road course, back-to-back road courses to begin August? Well, so to get into the minutia of Watkins Glen and also the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, these are the two, well, these will be the two tracks that they actually run backwards. So normally you see them... Backwards. Fu- backwards, hmm. yes. You normally see them fueling the cars on the left corner, the driver's side of the track. Well, at Watkins Glen and Indianapolis Motor Speedway, they will be fueling on the right side of the car. So this will add a whole different dynamic yes. to pits. Yes. This this adds just, I mean... Wow. Yeah, this screws up the pit crews immensely because they're doing everything backwards, <laughs> you know. And, and I've actually heard a different a couple of different strategies approaching this where they've actually taken the rear tire guys and they switch mm-hmm. to the front, and the front tire guys switch to the rear. Well, it can't be that different, right? Like, oh, it it's, is. It's different. Really? Oh, it's just it's tire, different. though. Oh, yeah. No, it's different. Yeah, because you, you have your um, – hmm. yeah, it's different. It, and, it, I mean, they're professionals. They're going to handle it. They're going to figure it out. But I guess I wouldn't yeah, think that you doing like – I don't know. I guess I just think that you're doing – Still just a tire, right? So well, well yeah, but, but it's the it's it's the way you go over the wall, it's the way you approach the car. It, it's it huh. man, I mean the logistics of this thing, it it, it screws yeah. everybody up. Very interesting. All right, then we'll have to talk about that when the time comes because I find this very interesting. We'll have to dig more into it. Um is is it gonna be a challenging return to go back to back road courses? I mean Indianapolis is also a new addition as far as using the road course. Uh, what kind of challenge would that present to the drivers? I think so. I don't think as far as having back-to-back road courses will be challenging. I think you know Watkins Glen. So traditionally, NASCAR has two road courses: the Glen and Sonoma Raceway. So, uh, and me personally, Watkins Glen is one of my favorite racetracks. Um, there's some very good racing all around the track. It's pretty driver-friendly, in my opinion. Um, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway this first year that n- the Cup Series is going to be on the road course. I think Xfinity's run it for a couple years now. And it's kind of sad to see that the Brickyard is going away, but in the same sense, the racing at the two-and-a-half-mile oval with NASCAR was well, has gone downhill quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, so I think they had to do something to change I, this up. I know, and I stay know, relevant in Indy. I don't recall how many years ago it was. It's been within the last ten, I'm going to say. But they literally, when they raced it at Indianapolis Motor Speed, they they were getting like ten laps. Yeah, yeah. it was like they had like a competition caution every fifteen yeah. laps. Or they something. were getting ten laps on yeah, a set of was, tires, and they were destroyed. Yeah, yeah. No, but, I mean, I know the allure of the Brickyard, and obviously, you know, you win the Brickyard, you go kiss it, and everything. And it's a good tradition, but man. 
<laughs> watching that race last year yeah. was hard. It was one yeah, of the it was one of the most boring races I thought. I was gone that weekend. I don't yeah. even think I watched it. That it's race, been right? it's been rough for the last four or five years. So I I applaud NASCAR for having the fortitude gall to make the change. To yeah, make the change and mm-hmm. to try and appease the fan base, but stay in Indy, which is you know, home of motorsports. So, yeah. all right. So we're going to Michigan and then Daytona. But the thing that I can say about Michigan, sure, is this is an absolute fuel mileage race. Mm. I mean, this <laughs> there's just no good strategy at Michigan that anybody's figured out yet that yeah. I know of, other than to just race it as who's got the most gas at the last lap. Yeah, I mean, it's almost they almost run it as a as a, re- a road course where when you they're going to break it up into however many stops they need. And when you hit your fuel window, you're on pit yeah. road. You get your fuel, fuel. And if you do get cautions in your fuel window, I, it really That's might. A bonus. It, yeah, it's a bonus. But I still think they stay on their strategy and they just I'm, strictly run I'm for thinking fuel. it was last year, maybe the year before, they had four or five of the top cars run out of gas on the last lap, <laughs> literally from the white flag to the checkered flag. Yeah, it's and it's, it, it, it's big, sh- yeah. it, sh- it shuttled the finishing order huge mm-hmm. in that race. All right, so then we're in Daytona. Uh, we talked a little bit about this earlier, and uh, Amos, I think you had a good thought process going of open the season with Daytona, close the season with Daytona. It's kind of like a good way to start and end the regular season and everything. Um, I don't think there's too much more to say about this race that we haven't already other than it's a fan favorite. It'll be awesome to see it right before the playoffs. Um, so are you guys good to move into the playoffs? Yeah. Well, I do want to say one thing about Daytona, and this is kind of where I take issue with it being the last race of the regular season. Okay. And and this comes back to the big wreck. You know, you could be 17, 18, 19, and, and, and one, I mean, you know, one or two finishing spots could change the whole order of the thing going into the uh, chase. And and that's why I take issue with Daytona being the last race because so much can happen on that last the lap. The uncertainty is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, the, the, mm-hmm. the big wreck, the whole nine yards. But that's that's why NASCAR moved this race to the last race so that there was drama. I mean... Well, there'll be drama, you know, trust it's, me. It's, I agree. Yeah, I mean, and there was last year, right? Yeah. You know, Denny Hamlin rode in the back the entire race. Everybody wrecked out in front of him, and he cruised on to the victory. Right. So, it says Byron I mean, won last year, though. Huh? It says well, William Byron won last William year. William Byron oh, won last year. I th- oh, it, that was Talladega. Sorry, right. never mind. But, I mean, yeah, this NASCAR put Daytona at this spot strictly for drama I for agree. the – the fan appeal building up to the round of 16. Yeah, and I've heard it argued both ways. But mm. I'm with you, Chris. I kind of feel like I'm a traditionalist in certain things, and I would still I wouldn't argue if NASCAR put Daytona at the Fourth of July. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see how it goes. Maybe they change it, right? Like nothing seems to be set in stone because it feels like NASCAR is shuffling around the schedule a lot in the last couple of years, at least. At least since I've really started getting into it too. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a good thing to get some new tracks on the I circuit agree. and then shuffle around the schedule a little bit. Well, you bring up a great point, Ty, and, and we kind of will sidetrack here for a minute. If you've watched NASCAR for any amount of consistent time, Fox always does the first half, and then it's a different – it's been NBC, ESPN, whoever for the back half. You can almost do the pre-race, the race, 
and the post race, like you know what by heart, you know what they're going to talk about, <laughs> you know the setups, like it's it's just like so you're just watching the race, hoping that somebody different wins that's normally wins at this racetrack. I mean, you can almost guarantee certain drivers are going to win at certain tracks. Yeah, that, no, so that's true. So I feel like what NASCAR's doing with the addition of their road courses, shuffling up the schedule, putting race weekends differently than traditional, It they're just trying to break it up so that it's not just, oh, it's 4th of July, we're in Daytona. Oh, it's mm-hmm. the NASCAR race is in Charlotte, the all-star race is in Charlotte. So well, I, I applaud NASCAR for yeah. the trying to change and keep up. Yeah, you just can't get stagnant, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you got to keep your fan base going and interested. Here's another point, too, that I think I'm going to make about Daytona when I said that you could get shuffled out of the top 16. If you're 17, 18, and 19... I guarantee you, you are going to be at the front of the pack. You're right, yeah. You You could. That's true. Because that's going to be your step into the top six. You could see someone totally off the wall win this race and make the chase. Well, and there's been a lot of totally uh, out-of-the-wall, off-the-wall guys win Daytona. Yeah, at this particular Mm -hmm. race. Like, the Daytona 500 is, there's not too many obscure winners, but the the 400 that's normally around on the 4th of July, there's a lot of first-time only time winners. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so yeah. I mean you could Well, I think back this to could, Yeah, I agree with one Chris. One of the first races, it. one of the first races I really remember like sitting down and watching was a Daytona race a while ago. And I forget who was driving the 21 at the time, but the 21 won the race and then oh, he yeah. didn't do anything was, throughout uh, the rest of the season and I, I, know, I was like I know the race you're talking about. Yeah, and it was like it was and, so weird. And he was a rookie driver and nobody would draft with him but Jeff Gordon. And Jeff Gordon and him drafted to the front, and I mm-hmm. think they were one and two at the end. And I, and I don't, I, I want to remember who it is, but I can't right now. Anyways, my point being is some of the most off the wall people win races in Daytona. Yeah, that it's a good, it's another element of things will be different this year headed into the playoffs. I can't pull the kid's name out of my memory, but he's not in racing right now. Yeah, he had some medical issue yeah, that. He, yeah, yeah, but I can't Wait, pull his name. Maybe, in. It wasn't Paul Menard, was it? No, 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 no. it wasn't Paul Menard. Okay. Um, uh, we'll think. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, remember it when it But yeah, we'll he remember ended up having a medical the, issue, like yeah. blood clots or something. Yeah, where he just it, he was not allowed to race anymore. All yeah. right, all right. We'll remember it probably as soon as we get off air. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll move into the playoffs now. If you guys aren't familiar, you race throughout the season. Everything we just went through. Sixteen guys make the cut, and the top sixteen cars go into what we call the playoffs. Now the playoffs runs through six, eight, um, six, eight. Uh, no, six, twelve, and eight round, right? Like that many cars in each race, um, well, and then there's you, you cutoff lo- points. You lose four, right? You lose four every couple Start races. Start with sixteen, lose four. As you yeah, go. I I didn't explain that very well. No, <laughs> um, you did. It's hard. And you then you get, get to the championship four, so that's the basic structure of the playoffs, right? Um, now, so many guys qualify, you get cut, you get down to the final people. Person with the most points at the end is your champion. Okay, so a few other details. So you have the round of sixteen. Okay, uh-huh. to start out. So the way that they delineate them from the rest of the field is they automatically take their points that they've earned on the season and they add, is it 2,000 or 1,000? They start, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's, it's X amount of points. Anyway, right. they give them enough points so they're so the, the round of 16 is delineated from the rest of the field. You are still racing 40 cars in a race. And don't they put like a big yellow stripe across their yeah, windshield? Yeah, they mark them some way or another. Yeah, or like they, green or something. Yeah. They're usually yeah. putting like a big stripe on I think so the guys that are running multiple laps down know to get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Okay, so 
uh, obviously, as the playoffs get closer, we'll talk more about them. That's the basics of it, right? Um, so the playoffs start with three races. They're in September, September 5th. We go to Darlington. That one's on NBC Sports Network. On September 11th, it'll be 9-11. That'll be kind of cool. Um, we're in Richmond. That one will be on NBC Sports, ne- Sports Network as well. And that's and then, a night race, by the way. It'll be very cool then. Actually, both those are night races. Um, and then September 18th, we're back in Bristol. This one won't be a dirt track, though, right? So, Correct. Yeah, so it'll we'll be just the get, normal Bristol you're right, We'll race. get the normal Bristol race. Um, and then we hit the cut. So what do you guys think about this round of 16 uh, races before the cut? Any three of these races stick out to you for any reason? All three of them stick out to me. I okay. Mean, you Explain. have the traditional running, the Dar- um, the Dar- Southern 500 at yeah. Darlington Raceway yeah, yeah. on mm-hmm. Labor Day weekend. It's uh, one of NASCAR's prized jewels. So, And Darlington it's a, is its own beast. So, yeah, so Darlington, Richmond. And I, I like Richmond. It's one of my favorite racetracks. And then Bristol, I mean, if you remember back to last year... You know, their leaders are trying to wreck each other because you. This is your last chance before the cutoff. So <laughs> Which you win, funny. you move on. Is this where neither of them needed to? Is this win where Joey Logano? Yeah, but this is Bristol's night race. This is you want to win this. Is this race. where Joey Logano and Chase Elliott tested yes. out yeah, the tire what, theory? Yes. Okay. That yes. that was so infuriating because all those two had to do was either just, just one of them the win, and then they would have got first and second. They both were advancing regardless. Ugh, that was frustrating. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Uh, Chris, you wanted to come back and make a point about Darlington? Okay, so Darlington on Labor Day weekend has as much tradition as Charlotte does on Memorial Day weekend and and Daytona had on the 4th of (laughs) July weekend. It had. Had, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, Darlington, just Labor Day tradition. Yeah, and and I agree with Chris. I mean, there's probably no more. I mean, NASCAR, Daytona is NASCAR's crown jewel, um, but Darlington is like... Steeped in tradition, so is there, very cool. Did they do the F uh, F one race in Monaco on Labor Day? No, that's Memorial Day. Memorial that's Day. Memorial Day. Yeah, All that's right. a real good week. Right. I was off a couple then. Yeah, okay, the, you know, only it's off a couple months. Instead Don't of the good. beginning, you were at the end of summer. <laughs> instead of the beginning, <laughs> it's of summer. the same thing, guys. Come Memorial on. Memorial Day, you have the Coke Six Hundred, mm-hmm. the Indy Five Hundred, and Monaco, Monaco. Right. for F one. Right. So that's great a good weekend of racing. All right, right, I'm on track now. I'm on track. Okay, so we get to the round of twelve. Uh, this will be an interesting round of 12 racing, I think, because there's unique tracks on here, uh, in my opinion. So we start on September 26th, round of 12. First race is in Las Vegas. This one's on NBC Sports Network. Then we get into the next one, October 3rd, the Yellowwood 500 in Talladega. That one's on NBC. And then uh, is a lo- this. I feel like this track has divided some fans. Uh, we get to the Bank of America Roval 400 before the cutoff. That one's on NBC on October 10th. Now, I'll just air my opinion right now. I don't enjoy the Roval. I think it's boring. Uh, and Chase Elliott's going to win the race every time, so, you know, Woo. boo. Um, but I don't understand why the Roval Ryan Blaney won it two years ago. <laughs> I don't understand why the Roval is a playoff track, but that's just my opinion. My <laughs> point being is it's not about who wins the race. I just don't know why it's a playoff race. That's all. Well, but I would argue that I'm a lot I'm a lot happier about watching the Roval as a playoff race, elimination race than I am Talladega. Mm. All right, that's fine. Because Talladega used to be the elimination race, mm-hmm. and I thought that sucked. <laughs> okay, 
All right. Um, is there anything to say about Vegas or Talladega? Or, Amos, did you want to add anything about the I, All I want to say is that Talladega is my – both races are my absolute favorites of the year. Um, I'm not – I don't exactly know why, but maybe because it's just more redneck than most of the other races, but – absolutely my favorite and well okay i do know why it's my favorite because before i got into nascar very heavily in so this would have been in the october of 2000 um i watched dell earnhardt come from 20th to first and win his last race of his career in like five laps Mm -hmm. and that just stuck with me but the way he moved through that so i'm gonna ask you a question okay who was Dale Earnhardt drafting off of to make that big move? Hmm, I don't remember that part. Come on, think about it. His son? No. I don't know. Sterling Martin. Uh, it was Rusty Wallace's brother. And I can't think of his Bobby first. Wallace? No. Or not Bobby. Um, Wait, so Kenny you, Wallace. <laughs> Kenny Wallace. <laughs> you asked a question and you didn't even know I the answer. I couldn't remember his first name. Answer. So, so Dale Earnhardt That's drafted. That's why I kept saying, who was it? 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 <laughs> Dale Earnhardt drafted the last five laps off of Kenny Wallace. And then mm. passed him. And then passed him on the very last very lap. Very cool. Very yeah, cool. That, so yeah, I mean, you know. Talladega will be interesting, is what, is what you're Yeah, I or, like it's it. A, it's my favorite. A, if you, yeah. you ha- watch no other race in the year and you're just a casual NASCAR fan, Talladega races are one of the best to watch. And I, I like Talladega, too. I just didn't like it as an elimination race. No, yeah. I, right. I get what you're saying. And I know I under- why. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand why. Um. So not much to say about Vegas, guys. I mean, that is just like a good first round for or a first race for the round of twelve. Sure. Um, but it's it's also different than these other two tracks, right? Because yeah. we got a super speedway, and then Las Vegas is just a speedway, and then you got a road course. So lots of diversity in these three races before our next cutoff point. Right. Uh, so that's what I found pretty interesting. Uh, we good on the round of twelve. You want to go with the round of eight races? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, so uh, the next cut's after the Roval, like I said, and then we get into the round of eight. Now, this one starts October 17th. We start in Texas. Uh, Texas, I mean, I don't know what you guys think. Do you think Texas is a – we'll come back to this question, but do you guys think Texas is a good race to have in the playoffs? Um, and that one will be on NBC. And then October 24th, we go back to Kansas for the Hollywood Casino 400. Uh, this one is on NBC Sports Network. And then another cutoff race right before our championship for our maid. Last year, we saw quite the drama at this track. Uh, the Xfinity 500 in Martinsville on October 31st on NBC. Um, but I want to come back to that first question, guys. Do you think Texas is a good race to have in the playoffs? Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Really fast track. I think it probably is one of the top three fastest tracks. I think it's tracks. the yeah. fastest track yeah. right now. The yeah, fastest actually, right now? Right. I think, yeah, I think is it's... Is Because yeah. they like recently it just... Or not Kansas. Uh, Kentucky? Kentucky. It's one of them, too. Yeah. But I, I know once, fast. Yeah. once they repaved Texas this last go-round, you know, yeah, was, it was... Uh, sorry, is Kentucky on the schedule this year? Well, I don't think so. I didn't, I did, we didn't see it. I just I realized... Yeah, I, I just realized that, too. Hmm. Interesting. Anyways, back to this Texas thing. It's a fast track, so you you guys don't have much of a problem with it being in the playoffs? No, I I like Texas being in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. My only grab about these three races is 
I like Martinsville where it's at. That I'm not really going to complain about that. I think it brings some drama. It's so to dramatic the, yeah, sometimes. It's dramatic. It's kind of like last the, year. Okay, last year when we were watching that race and you, we were like, no way, Chase. I remember you. You were like, no way, Chase Elliott's getting to the next round. And then he got to the next round and you're like, no way he's going to win the championship. And he won the championship. And man, that was a crazy last two races yeah. of the season. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Martinsville offers crazy yeah, I, I like Martinsville as the elimination race to move on. For me, Texas and Kansas, I wish they would split them up so that they're yeah, not both back-to-back they're in so this similar. round. Yeah. And, I mean, Kansas and Texas are one of them tracks where there's only a select few guys that win at these tracks. And, and that's fine. Would you rather see Richmond? Like, sure. would you rather see Richmond I mean, yeah. switch with Kansas? Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I mean, I don't care. Take your or pick. Or Bristol. Not, not Vegas, but I, w- I, wouldn't, I don't like to see. Here's the thing about I don't want to see Texas too. and Kansas back-to-back. They're similar tracks. Most of the same guys win at these tracks. So, in a sense, Well, it's, I mean, you, come on. Joey wins in Kansas all the time. So well, that's what I'm keep saying. Keep it there. <laughs> like, yeah, well, of course. I mean, I'm okay that they're in the race or in the playoffs. I just wish they'd break them weekends Yeah, up. no, I, I see As a saying. viewer of the round of 16. So you can get a, a different feel for yeah. the for the race. Uh, it's kind of like the round of 12, how they're just different, diverse tracks. Exactly. The, mm-hmm. the other thing about Kansas is October 24th in Kansas – that can be a real crapshoot for yeah, weather. Yeah, exactly. And then, True. you know, yeah, I agree. Oh yeah. True. So that, but I mean, you know, they're they're good quality races. I love them in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Texas puts on a phenomenal show, and Kansas, in my opinion, is when it first come on the scene, I was like, man, this is stupid. Another mile and a half, boring. Yeah. It's a fun and race. It's a now. decent yeah. race. Yeah. So I like them there. I, I enjoy just Kansas wish they were personally. Up. Um, I do think it's interesting. We see Kansas twice, and then I realize we haven't seen Kentucky, and we don't see Kentucky this year. Yeah. So yeah, I, I didn't even realize Kentucky wasn't on the schedule. I guess it was considering by how hard they worked to get Kentucky on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really surprised. It Would the off. inclusion of Nashville potentially play into the Kentucky loss? Possibly. Here? Well, I, I'd like to look at the schedule going forward and see if it's a switch. You know, between yeah, Kentucky they rotate or, it or something. Yeah, yeah, between Kentucky. And Nashville, I'd really be curious we'll see. to see if they switch them back see. and forth. Well, I don't know. Personally, Kansas twice seems less intriguing and then just have like one of each instead right. of two, two Kansases. Um, but we'll have to see. Um, all right, guys. So we've made it to the Final Four. We're going to Phoenix on November 7th. Uh, NBC. I mean, hopefully we really do go to Phoenix. That'd be quite fun. Yeah, we um, should. Yeah, we should. Let's do it. We'll sponsor this one. No, I'm just I'll bet you tickets are still available. Oh, I'm sure they are. Oh, I wonder. Well, if they, I yeah. would. Yeah, I'm Phoenix in November. I don't care if I'm going to the race. Yeah, I'd it'll be, be Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, it'll be yeah, fun. Yeah. So we'll keep you guys updated. Maybe we'll be recording the championship preview in Phoenix. Ooh, we yeah. should. We should, you Ty, you need to work on getting us some <laughs> press credentials, dude. Oh, press we credentials. Need to be, okay. We need to move Michael Waltrip out of his. Uh, his sideline gig? Yeah, his oh, yeah. pit road yeah. walk yeah. or whatever he calls it. We need to run him out, and we need to take that gig over. <laughs> All right. Michael like Waltrip, we're coming for you, baby. All right, guys. So, uh, But let's get into the race. It's it's in Phoenix. Now, Chris, where was it before Phoenix? Miami Homestead. All right. So do you like the, the change to Phoenix? I don't have a problem with it. Would you rather it be somewhere else? I'd rather it be in Phoenix because I can get to Phoenix more readily than I can Miami. <laughs> right. Um, okay, but like my question is, would you rather see the championship race 
alternate in different tracks? Do you want to see it stay well, that, in Phoenix? Like, okay, what do so, you think? So that's been the argument since they've gone to the present configuration of the chase, mm-hmm. is let's have the final race on a rotating basis. And they talked about going to Vegas. Now they're doing it in Phoenix. It wasn't Miami. And and a lot of people were arguing for Las Vegas because that's where they have the NASCAR banquet every year, except I'm not sure they're having it there this year. I'm not sure. Well, and I feel like you get a big draw in Vegas too, you know, like yeah. the whole scene of Vegas. Right. And November in Vegas and November in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's a toss-up. I, I could live with but either what one But what about the rotating idea where you have it in a different spot every year? Well, it has merit. Mm-hmm. The only problem with it is is you, you don't want to get into, a, um, you know, a bad area because you may have your final race of the year and not be able to sell all the tickets for somebody. But Phoenix, Phoenix and Las Vegas, they're going to sell out. I agree. You know. So, I agree. Well, it's a championship race. I mean, yeah. people are going to want to be there, right? Right, so, exactly. I agree. Hey, we, we might be there, too, so yeah. let's, let's do it. Um, Press credentials. <laughs> Amos, is there anything you want to add on the championship race being in Phoenix? I know you've expressed to me, you know, off-air, that uh, it's not necessarily your, necessarily your favorite place to have the championship race. Well, it's not my favorite place, but I understand why it's there. And it's one reason, one reason only. The weather in Phoenix in November. I mean, it's great. I, I had no problem with the race in Homestead, Miami, but that's kind of, even though it's not cold in Miami, you're still getting inclement weather from the start well, of hurricane and, season. And that right? Miami race, it had a lot of rain delays yeah. year and in and year out. I mean, and that there's no other reason than Phoenix because of the weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could rotate it. That'd be great. But you're still only limiting you're limiting the tracks that you can run on in November. I mean, you can't run in Kansas in November. You're pushing it right. in October, really. Yeah. I mean, you can't run obviously anywhere in the northern part. So you you yeah well, you, you want to rotate we, it. But you don't think we could go to Michigan in November? I mean, no, we could, but sure man, we'd it, instead of a dirt track, have some, uh, an ice track. Yeah. That might be interesting. Okay. Put nice a tire on there. That'd yeah. be cool. Be an ice I mean, race. <laughs> Honestly, that's the biggest reason it's in Phoenix is because of the weather. All right, and so, but Phoenix is Phoenix is embracing the fact that the final championship race weekend because all all NASCAR national circuits and and award their championship at Phoenix. And so, just some quick looking through on the internet, Phoenix is upgrading their track facility, repaving, doing some different things. So they're not just saying, "Hey, we're happy to have it." They're putting the time and the effort into it and trying to provide, mm-hmm. make sure that it meets the standard that NASCAR fans want to see. So, all right, Chris, can can I ask you a real question? Uh, I'm sorry, a quick question about this. Obviously, it's a real question. So you want a short answer? <laughs> no, no. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> this might be kind of a dumb question, is what I mean. Uh, so. On NASCAR's website, it says that Phoenix is a super speedway. Now, I don't think of Phoenix as a super speedway. Can you fill me in on why they would call it a super speedway? I'm not sure why they're... I I mean, seriously, I'm not sure why Uh they're labeling it a super speedway because it's only a one-mile trioval. Well, it's not a trioval. It has four distinct turns with a dog leg. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure why they're calling it a super speedway because the speeds aren't even exceptionally fast. There right, as, as I think it's just, that's what I was thinking. I, I, was I think just, it's just strictly the length of the track that defines it as a super mm, speedway. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Um, so that's the schedule, guys. Um, 
Is there anything you wanted to add? Any anyone wanted to add about the schedule that we didn't talk about? You wanted to go back to? I mean, uh, we all kind of just realized that Kentucky's not on the schedule. I think that's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of road courses on this schedule. Um, any of your overall thoughts? You know, closing thoughts. What do you guys got? I'm excited for the road courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't realized that Kentucky wasn't on there, but I got to say, I'm not going to miss it because I suspect, well, I mean, you know, realistically, it's like Texas, it's like Kansas. I suspect it'll be a mm-hmm. lot like Nashville. I, I just can't see that it's going to be a hole in the schedule. Mm-hmm. The thing with Kansas or Kentucky is they had a horrendous time getting people in and out of that track. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It, its access was just abysmal. Mm. And they, they'd done a lot of improvements over the years. Uh, where in Kentucky is that track located? Do you know? Uh, I think it's just outside of, uh, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on mm. that. All right. I'm not sure on that either. Because, like, you know, they say the track in Vegas is in Vegas, but it's, like, more clo- well, it's closer to the Air Force Base. <laughs> it's like North Vegas, clear out. Right, there. right. Um, yeah, no, the, I mean, the in and out there is pretty easy. So, so Chris brings up an interesting point. Maybe you know they will be alternating this track with Nashville because, or Kentucky with Nashville, just because they are relatively close potentially. So we'll have to see. Uh, Amos, any of your wrap up thoughts about the schedule or anything we missed that you want to talk about? Uh, the only thing I have to say is I think this schedule probably ruffles some traditional NASCAR fans' <laughs> feathers with all the road courses. I agree. But I feel like it's a nice change, and I can't imagine, you know, unless there's just horrendous weekends at these road courses, I think it's probably a schedule that's going to stay. But I applaud NASCAR for, you know, trying to keep up and keep the interest alive and to garner new fans, and and they're willing to change, and... Hopefully the pandemic kind of allows more fans at tracks, gets us back to a more traditional race weekend of practice, qualifying mm-hmm, and racing. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to NASCAR. Yeah, that was actually something I wanted to add that we didn't talk about um, too extensively. Is so so far on the schedule, there's eight places that have uh, that will have qualifying going before the race. And now keep in mind, most of these are the new tracks that they've added or uh, the championship race. So going along with Amos's point of COVID and everything, hopefully as that starts to, you know, get tamped down through through the summer and following into the fall, hopefully we see more places, you know, scheduling qualifying and stuff. Uh, there could be, you know, variations on, on new qualifying formats and everything, I guess, because there has been talk about cutting down the number of days to qualify and everything. So uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. But that is something I hope comes back because this random draw stuff and like we're going to take the top 20 and, you know, uh, just flip them on the start. And er- like, I-, I don't like that. It's well, it's I, just not as intriguing to me, you know. You bring up an interesting point, Ty, because like if you're just going to random draw for road course races, that could be a huge disadvantage for people. I agree. Like, if you're not running well, you know, based on how NASCAR did it last year, if you were winning races up front, then you were in, like Ty said, the top 20, and you were were at least starting in the top 20, and then it went from there. But, I mean, there's a couple of race weekends where we're back-to-back road courses, so if you're starting in the rear of the field, it's traditionally harder to move through the field Mm -hmm. at a road course, so... 
I really hope they can have qualifying at them to kind of level the playing field. Right. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So for clarification purposes, Kentucky Motor Speedway is in, depending on what website you look at, <laughs> either Owensboro or Sparta, Kentucky. And where's the nearest, like, big city to that? Uh, Owensboro or Sparta. So what, what you're saying is it's in the west part of Kentucky? Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. All right, so uh, next week's show could potentially be a little long, guys, so I might put it out in parts of three with the different manufacturers coming in each part. Sure. Um, well, you know, I, here, so here's my suggestion. We'll think about this. We could do um, the changes to the car this year from last year, mm-hmm. you know, tire, that whole bit, mm-hmm. and then pick a team. I'd say probably Chevy or – well – Chevy's going to take a lot of time. You could probably do that in Toyota or Ford. Mm-hmm. And then on the next show or whatever, you could have Chevrolet. Because Chevrolet has a lot of teams. All right. Well, I can break it up, like, on our software. So Okay. Um, we'll have to start a little early next week, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So, I mean, we've almost gone two hours on this as it is. So, um, all right, yeah. So and you thought it was going to be a short show. So maybe expect to see next week's shows out in parts of three, uh, depending on what we decide to do in the end. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna have a full rundown of you know new drivers on teams, new uh, configurations to the cars. No, not that there's a ton, but there are some to talk about. Uh, additions to teams, new numbers, driver movement, all sorts of stuff like that. And uh, that's what you guys can expect. And then we'll get into you know we'll get into the season. We'll get. NASCAR will be here by the our next show, and we'll start breaking down the races, the previews, everything like that. Um, any final final thoughts before we get out of here, guys? That's all I got. Damn day- good show. The uh, twenty four hours of Daytona starts on Saturday afternoon. Cool. This Saturday, as I said earlier, Chase Elliott is sitting on the pole. Jimmy Johnson is participating in this, so there's a number of NASCAR drivers. Cool. That are driving in this race, mm-hmm. so. And I'm telling you, people, you know, sit down and watch it. It's an interesting race. It is. So you watch the first two hours Mm. and then the last two hours. Cool. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) And you can pretty well sleep through the rest of it. All right, guys. So uh, hope you liked this episode. You know, like I said, three-parter next year, most likely. Sorry, next year. Next week, most likely. It should be a lot of fun. Can't wait to bring it to you guys. And then NASCAR's back, baby. Can't wait. All right, guys, this has been Electric Sports Talk. Hope you have a good rest of your day. Peace out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Electric Sports Talk. Tune in next time as Ty Crystal and guests break down all things sports here on Electric Sports Talk. Our topics include... All things soccer, football, basketball, mixed martial arts, motorsports, baseball, golf, hockey, Olympic, and world sports. If you like what we're doing here at Electric Sports Talk, get in touch with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or email us at electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. 